This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode. This week in the Transformational Tidbits segment, I'll be talking about the four truths about fear. That's coming up later. First up is the Lead Without Limits featured guest interview. Today, I'm so excited. I'm having a conversation with Amina Hedayat Khalil. Amina is an international keynote speaker, a leadership coach, and a published author. Her work helps empowers leaders to achieve their goals with amazing results. Today, she's going to share with us her insights into the importance of leading in our own lives. Welcome, Amina. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Stefania, for having me here. I'm excited to be here. This is such an interesting topic because we often think of leaders, ourselves as leaders and leadership as leading other people, leading teams, leading in our communities. So... Tell us more about how we lead in our own lives and the importance of that. Well, the first thing that, that, you know, like from even a little child growing up, you know, they want to do things in their own way. They want to develop and grow in this sense. And sometimes we tell them, oh, don't do that or don't, you know, like, and they learn how to stop themselves from doing certain things they want to do. So what I, what I work with is that I make sure that, when you recognize that it's something that needs to be done, when you recognize that, oh, this doesn't feel, you know, like um, um, I want to do more. I have this energy inside, but I'm waiting for somebody else to show me how, you know, like our parents do. Then, you know, like you recognize that this is the time that I want to learn my, my self-leadership. This is the time how I'm going to lead myself and if something that, you know, doesn't feel that uh, I don't know how to do it, I'd go and learn and take a course in it. But the, the work lies on us, how to be self-leaders in one way or another. So not to wait for somebody else to tell us what to do, you know, so unless, you know, like we're just followers. But again, you know, being a self-leader is somebody who's really recognizing that energy within them that awareness that comes up that, oh, I really would love to be this way or act this way or, or develop in this way. And then they go ahead and learn a skill or do something to get them to where they want to be. Huh. That's so, the first step. Yeah. So it's a self-awareness first, right? Yes. A self-awareness uh, that it's up to me. I, um, I have a premise that we're not born leaders. 
uh, we become leaders. We're, we're made into leaders, right? So, Absolutely. but we do have perhaps that first instinct uh, that it is up to us. Maybe that part of the developmental stage of a child when they realize they have separation from the parents and they're an individual. Yes, yes. And once you see that the child, for example, you know, I felt so good when my kids, I know it feels, it, it sounds weird, but <laughs> when, when my kids went to college in a nearby town, you see, because I knew that they're going to be by themselves. Mom and dad are not going to be there for them to tell them what to do and what not to do. They're going to learn how to depend on themselves. They're going to learn how to lead themselves, you know, getting up for classes and making sure that, um, you know, like they're responsible. And this is, again, that's the, the stage that gets into learning to self-lead, you see, and taking that responsibility. And once the person gets into that habit of, taking the responsibility and learning how to step into certain situations that even does not feel comfortable. That feels, oh my God, you know, like, what am I going to do in this situation? You know, this is something that uh, feels uncomfortable. But once they decide to step into it, this is self-leadership because they are stepping out, outside their boundaries, their comfort zone. So this is, again, how to develop this leadership within. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking that um, it's a nonlinear process, right? Oh, like all not. development and all self-growth, it's messy at best. Um, and I, I love your talking about uh, when kids leave for college, because uh, I know uh, you and I are both... Uh, uh, immigrants into the United States, and we both come from cultures where kids don't leave for college, right? Yes. I'm yes. Italian, and in Italy, you stay at home, and you go to university in your hometown. Exactly, and you're still living with your parents sometimes, you know? Oh, like oh absolutely. Yeah. There are no dormitories <laughs> or no apartments to be at around campus. And so um, it's interesting from a cultural standpoint how this unique uh, experience that American kids get to take, um, I wonder if that encourages um, to become more um, self-sufficient uh, at an earlier age. And how, I wonder culturally, you know, just as a question I have no answer for, how that might impact the leadership style of a, a kid that grew up in the United States versus in another country like Italy. Yeah, this is an excellent, this is an excellent point, Stefania, because also I'm coming from Egypt and, you know, the kids there stay until they get married even, you know, even after college they work and so on and they still are still living with their parents. Even though there is a little bit of a trend now, some are, are moving out of home when they have their own jobs and so on. But again, you know, like <clears throat> when I'm coaching somebody from overseas and we talk about those cultural differences. And we see that it is not a matter of who's doing what and what is better and, you know, and so on. So it's a matter of what are you going to do as an individual to make sure that you reach where you want to go. Like I was coaching, for example, a young person who just graduated. He, he got his own job, you know, and he was getting married. 
but he was so mad at his dad because his dad did not prepare him for the marriage by making sure that he had the apartment, making sure that he had the dowry, you know, like in Egypt, we pay the, the man pays the dowry and so on and said, how old are you? I'm 35. And you're 35 and you're still, I, I, you know, I'm no judgment here, but it's a matter that we're talking about the cultural difference, the expectations that is there. It also makes the children stay children and depending on their parents for a long time. And it affects their leadership, of course, because if they keep on depending on other people, you know, to do the work, un, you know, like not necessarily by delegating, you know, because we know that a, a strong leader knows how to delegate and knows how to depend on other people and depending on themselves as well. So if they don't know how to delegate and they're waiting for somebody else to do the work for them, the expectations, again, expectations, if it doesn't happen, it leads to disappointment. And then the leader is left, you know, oh my God, you know, like it's, it's going to be a tough place. So yes, I, you know, I agree so much and I'm so glad that, you know, as we came here, you know, I came at, I was 17, I learned how to work to get this, you know, like my, my universities, um, what do you call it, uh, fees, uh, tuition, 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 tuition. I worked, you know, like even though back in Egypt, I had other people do things for me and so on, but I learned, I transitioned. And this is another important point also, because this ties to, um, something that I'm preparing, I'm going to tell you about it at the end here, but this ties to how the person transitions when faced with a new situation. Like, for example, I transitioned to the United States. It was difficult at the beginning, of course, you know, culture shock and trying to get acquainted and so on. But then I developed the mindset of, okay, I'm here, I'm in this situation, I have a goal to achieve, then this is what I need to do. You see, so you want to get the mindset also as a self-leader to be able to reach the goals where, you know, or to achieve where you want to go. Very, very important. Right, right. So um, what's coming up for me now is the conversation when you talk about mindset uh, and of, of moving. I also was 17. We happen to have moved here at the same age uh, from our home countries. And um, when I think of my uh, mindset, it was very similar to what you're mentioning now. You're in this situation. How are you going to uh, react? Um, how you're going to react is going to impact how you're going to feel, yes. how you're going to be, and what you're gonna be able to have in the situation. And um, there's that mindset of the victim versus the mindset of the um, kind of the, 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 the person that understands that at the end, resiliency is up to them and creating a new situation in this change is up to them. So Absolutely. what are your thoughts on uh, resiliency in the concept of leading without limits and constantly pushing ourselves uh, out of our comfort zone. Oh, absolutely. And actually that ties with the program that I'm developing that's going to be launching in October. 
and that has to do with resiliency you know and and actually because of what's happening nowadays because of corona and how people are um, in situations who lost their jobs who lost their you know like um, livelihood um, I'm developing this program and the, the title of the program is Resilient Career Intelligence, where people get into the mindset of how to transition from that mindset, the victim mentality, and what they need to do in order to achieve, you know, like, again, their livelihood and move forward with that new mindset. You see? Yeah. So and what are your top Exactly uh, what, what, you know, like I'm preparing for. Yeah. What are your What are your top tips on uh, the subject? Some just a couple tidbit takeaways about resiliency mm -hmm. or about self leadership. About resiliency or yeah. self leadership. Both. Yeah. No, because it's 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 really tied. Because a self leader learns how to become resilient. Resiliency is not born with us. You know, we learn resiliency as we go through certain you know, very, very hard events in our lives. And sometimes it differs from one person to another. How can they deal and react in those situations? So when we're talking about how to learn resiliency, first of all, again, you know, have the determination to change that first piece, you know, like, for example, we're talking about when we moved here. Okay, so at the beginning, yes, I felt lost. I felt that, oh, where are my parents? I had no one with me except, you know, like my husband. And I was married at a young age. So that also was a new transition for me. What's going on here? You know, like, who am I? And I, I did go through some events, where, not events, but, you know, periods of time where I felt that, yes, I felt like a victim, felt like, you know, but then becoming aware, that's the first piece, and being determined to change the situation and develop that mindset. These are two very important steps to step into that resiliency, to step into making sure that, no, I don't want to stay there. I want to move forward. Life is always moving forward. I want to see what's best for my children, what's best for me, what's best for the community. And, you know, you know, we come from a service heart, you know, so we like to serve as much as even at a young age. We just want to serve and serving. That's another piece of being resilient, because when you see other people in that state of mind that, oh, we're, we cannot do anything, we're victims of the coronavirus or the economy or something, they put themselves in that state of mind that they are stuck. And, and this is the thing when we learn how to unstuck, and these are the steps that we're going to, you know, I'm going to be mentioning in my program, how to learn to be unstuck and get to develop that mindset um, to reach that part of building up that inner energy and determination to reach wherever they want to go to achieve wherever they want to go. I see very young people who have lost their jobs and they're sitting, not doing anything because maybe they searched a little bit for a job, but they can't find something in particular. But the ones who learned those steps with me and the ones who became very resilient at that stage, they're the ones who were able to either find an excellent job that they loved or they started something on their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So qualities of leading in our own life, let's summarize. We've talked about um, not uh, being in the victim mindset uh, and, and finding resiliency and change, looking for opportunities to become um, responsible, become self-aware that um, it's up to us. Um, at a certain point in our life to take leadership, take direction. Um, tell me about how important do you think goal setting and having a vision uh, for our life is in, in leading our own life in an in a important and successful way? Oh, absolutely. The, the, the vision, you know, that we call a vision for a company or something, again, when you talk about our own vision, this is what our own passion is. Recognizing our own passion and building on it, you know, this is my vision. This is what I would really love to become or to achieve in my life. This is my passion, you see. So when you recognize your passion, you then build the goal where you want to take it. Then you want, and it's not just one goal because these are, you know, goals as we go along in life, we achieve one, oh, I reach this, you know, goal and I'm, I feel happy. Then what? Another goal. My passion is still, you know, churning inside. It's still, you know, firing up. <laughs> yeah. So we want to make, sure that our passion and it really resonates and in sync with our visions that we have developed and then we put the goals on how are we gonna really feel that joy and excitement and fulfillment by achieving you know or by implementing and manifesting our passion that's a very um cool um way of looking at goals um, is having them based on the vision of our passion, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. And um, that's why I think uh, the, the title of this podcast is Lead Without Limits. In the end, when we're leading in our own lives, uh, we have to be lifetime learners. I know you and I have talked about that before. You embody, in my opinion, the lifetime learner. <laughs> And uh, I so admire that quality in, in people uh, because we have to constantly uh, be, if we're leaders, we're growing. We're constantly growing. We can, yes. we can never be stagnant. Absolutely. And again, it starts with the self. If you cannot, you know, I, that's my motto. If I don't know how to lead myself, I don't know how to lead other people. Great. So that's, and, and that's a concept, again, that I really, that's why I was so attracted to the fact you wanted to talk about this aspect of leadership. Again, because so many times we think of leadership as being a role we play within a context of being the leader in our family, maybe as a parent, being a leader in our community, as a volunteer sitting on the board or a change agent in our community, being a leader at work. And it always involves um, external kind of, you know, applications of the qualities of a leader. So, uh, we, and like you said earlier, um, we really cannot lead others until we've learned to lead ourselves. That's a subtle 
but extremely important point you've made. No, absolutely, because this is one of the major things. If I'm getting out of bed and I have a, you know, a, uh, a goal that I want to work on or something that I want to sort of like, um, not continue necessarily, but something even to start something new, something that gets me out of bed to work and to do certain things and to learn and to take care of my family and so on. Getting out of bed at the very early morning, and this is something that I do, if I feel that, oh, I have a busy day today, you know, and this is something that, oh, I'm dragging myself, then, you know, like right away, I remember what I want to do. I say, I'm so grateful to be in that situation. I'm so grateful that I have the energy to continue doing what I love to do. Even if it is cleaning the house, you know, like if it's something so small as cleaning the house, but if I have projects and if I have something that's really, I'm so grateful to be in that space. Mm -hmm. So when you wake up in the morning as a self-leader, once we remember being grateful, that also pushes our energy up to become the self-leader to conduct what we need to do in our lives. You see, that's the spark at the very, in the, in the early morning when we wake up. That is fabulous. Uh, so I know there's uh, a lot of uh, many, many people that keep gratitude journals. And I'm always thrilled to see that the concept of gratitude has become more mainstream and we've become more aware of how important an energy that is to embody. Um, I had never thought of tying it into self-leading. So thank you for making that connection for me uh, and the audience. So it's, it's been a, such a great conversation, Amina. Uh, thank you. Your wisdom um, is uh, such a gift and um, your time uh, to come and talk and share um, is, I'm, I'm really grateful for that today. So if there was one key takeaway, one call to action, you wanted to leave uh, the audience with something they could implement right away in their life, what would that be? Well, thank you also. I'm so grateful to be here with you today, Stefania. I really appreciate it. And uh, the action to take is the, the first thing that everyone needs to recognize is to be open, to understand that they are leaders within themselves and anything that they need to accomplish in their lives they are going to learn it and to get, build those skills for it. But the most important thing is to sit down by themselves for a few minutes and recognize who am I and what have I done in my life that I saw that I took steps on my own without depending on somebody and just getting into that essence of, you know, of that part within them that this is, yes, I am a self-leader. I am leading myself and I'm capable of learning more and more and more about myself to lead others as well. Awesome. So you mentioned, and I know that you're launching the workshop in October. 
I know our audience is going to want to know um, how to reach out to you if they want to um, uh, contact you directly. And uh, tell us a little bit about the name of the workshop and uh, when it's going to happen and how the audience can find out more. Sure. No. So the name of the, the workshop is Resilient Career Intelligence. Okay, so this is, you know, again, it's tied with the idea of, I say career, and this is something that I'm going to explain more even when I'm launching, because career, it does not necessarily mean the job. Any part of life is a career. You see, so it's, it's going to tie into several areas of life. And, you know, the benefits that they're going to get out of it is that they're going to learn skills during that workshop. Uh, they understand the, the power of the social connections, the consistency of courage to build that courage from within and also to, you know, to develop a support system and manage stress. We're going to be this, just sort of like discovering and learning a lot of items there. So, or a lot of skills as well. And if they would like more information, they can email me because my website is still under construction. Um, again, it was there before, but you know, like it's, it's being re-updated. Um, my email is amina, A-M-I-N-A, at amina, A-M-I-N-A, hedayat, H-E-D-A-Y-A-T dot com. So that's the email they can reach me. They can also look for my LinkedIn profile if they would like to. So that's how they can reach me. Fantastic. And I encourage anybody in the audience to reach out to Amina. Um, I, your voice is so important. And again, I am so grateful that you are here today. Thank you, Amina. Oh, thank you, Stefania. I'm so grateful and excited. And this, is, uh, this has been wonderful for me. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Hey, everyone. I'm Stefania Riga. I'm the host of the Lead Without Limits podcast. And this is your transformational tidbit segment. Today, I'm going to share my four truths about fear. There's so many aspects of fear, and certainly there are more than four truths about it. It's really hard to figure out where to start, especially now that we're living through a pandemic. For many of us, fear is triggering old traumas and causing serious mental health challenges right now. It's a serious topic, and I don't want to oversimplify it with a catchy punchline. So let me give you some context. For the purposes of this transformational tidbit, I'm referring to fear and the four truths about fear in the context of your business, your professional life. So let's start by saying there's nothing wrong with experiencing fear. It's a legit emotion and state. We're actually hardwired to feel it and it serves us well in many situations where we need to keep ourselves safe. Having said that, most of the time, when it comes to our professional life and our business, we experience it when there's really no threat. We go to fear as a habitual and automatic response to change or difficult situations we feel out of control of. So here are the four truths about fear I'd like to share today. Number one, 
You will experience fear when you set big goals, push outside your comfort zone. Number two, action is a fear buster. When you experience fear, the best way to overcome it is to go out and do it anyway. Number three, pushing through fear is less frightening than living the underlying fear of feeling helpless. Number four, every day, go out there and practice your skills. Practice your superpowers. Focus on that and the fear will recede. Showing up as leaders in our own life means we own the fear and resistance to change and to difficult situations. We're self-aware of our fear and understand it. It is a state we can change. We can move past it. The fear of failure, perhaps, even the fear of success, the fear of change and being vulnerable. Here's my call to action. Remember a time when you have been afraid of change in your professional or personal life and push through the fear. You did it anyway. Celebrate what that felt like and all that you gained and learned from that experience. I hope this episode of the podcast has brought you value. If you'd like to connect with me personally, and I'd love to hear from you, please go to my website at stefaniarigo.com and click on the calendar to schedule a complimentary conversation. Of course, you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as Stefania Rigo or Stefania Rigo Coach. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNPodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.